teacher our own children to handle stuff like uh, adults in a face-to-face manner um, as, a, as it relates to posting on social media I don't I was raised very different than anything that would relate to anything such as that but uh, a parent is very uh, free and welcome to come pick up their son if they're not happy I don't see how you make your fist they face to talk against me Really the realest nigga you know it, you know that you get me yeah. Bitch come running in on sweet as day like what she get me yeah. How you niggas is still mad, how you niggas is still upset Teams I played on this side, CPA still in it, NBA still in it, Peabody Mace, Huntington, Covington, Springfield, Barlett, Germantown, Baylor Them the teams that won last week So, so for Memphis is. Germantown, Barlett, they play each other, and then Mace play uh, Peabody. So I got Mason. You say you got Mason, Germantown. Yeah, I do too. Jeremy got Mace. And Germantown. Oh, you got Will. I got Tony Glenn. Come on, football guys. Y'all got to get it right now. Y'all the football See, guys. I'm, I'm picking interior. I told you why. The interior, I got – I feel like the skill guys are going to cancel each other out. And Cortez – I mean, not Cortez. The D-line in Germantown and their linebacker core will be too good for G in the offensive line. G the running back at Barnett offensive line. I'm not going to lie to you, bro. I'm not the big biggest one-town fan. And that, that's Germantown. That's what they go by. One, I'm not the biggest one-town fan. But what them kids and them coaches were able to accomplish last week, bro, they look like a totally different team in the playoffs. I, they, they, used, they used Malik and BJ like almost to damn near perfection. But that's, that's – think we just got to keep talking then. <laughs> like – I, oh, I'm challenging guys because I, like I said last week, I know people listen to our podcast. So I'm challenging guys, and I and I, I really hope they get the best version of themselves. Cause that's all it come down to. Germantown got to play the best. Bartley got to play the best. We know they hold the best talent in our center day in and day out. If we had a classification or you know, they'll be top one and two every year. So they should be here. So top yeah. one and two or what? Say it again. Top one and two as far as uh, talent going to their school. There's, I think talent going to their school, it could it could easily swing one way or the other. Germantown had a lot of talent too, bro. Guess what I said? Both schools. That's uh, what he's saying. Okay. He's saying okay. they okay. Yeah. all the top two teams when it goes to talent. So now you go to your coaching, counseling each other. I wouldn't say they're the top two though. I wouldn't say they're the top two. Oh, if we talking about the talent in Memphis in the last three years to go to schools. Those you talking about go to college or go to high school? No, no, coming to the high school. If they get the best, oh, no, I still want to say, all right, bro, all right. So, Barley had an income. Really, most of the kids that's playing were kids that were there when we was there, and kids that was brought in. G was bro, okay. From- listen to me. G was brought in. G is going to be a phenomenal back, but G he was one of our crew class. Okay, so all right, boom. So who else other than G is a major contributor? What Cole, it's a lot on them linebackers. They sophomores. They was the kids from the freshman uh, middle school team. All right, coach. I'm not saying that, bro. I I don't want to sound like I'm discounting kids, bro. Because that's never my it's, mo. It's, but if I'm saying if we're saying incoming freshman classes, 
you have to put Houston in it because the kids that went to Houston were some of the best talent in the area also. So I won't say that Bartlett brought in some of the best talent because there was some oh, really, really, really talented was, kids that went into Houston as well. If, what I'm saying is if you look at just let's compare it to college. If we was looking at college, those two teams would be the Alabama, Georgia's and Clemson's. Texas and them type schools, they're always are in the top two. That's all I was saying. If you had a top five. They're not always in the top two, though. I, I, that's why I said five. I originally said five. They'll be a, they but, No, no, no. I'm not saying the number is the problem. So, I'm not saying the number is the problem. I'm saying it's not always. It's just been three years. Barlett's been a doorman forever. On. I'm speaking on three years. That's what I, I first started saying. I said that if you look at the last three years, they have the best talent coming out of middle school or collective talent in, on teams. I thought you just said always. No, I never said always. It's impossible to say always. We can, we can roll the tape back, Coach. You said always. We can check it, but I'm, I'm no, I said. Let's, let's gentlemen's bet $1. That's cool. All right. You definitely said always. But I, no, I said three years because I, I was trying not to say the R word. So I know that's the reason why I said three years because of the kids going yeah. to those schools. So that's what I'm saying, as far as yeah. if you look at the talent, coach, they hold the best talent for by far. You know what I'm saying? It's just if you look at the interior and perimeter guys. So and that's why. I, said, I mean, if we if we being honest too, though, bro, another team that's still in the playoffs brought in a really good class of kids. Whether you saying it's freshman class or transfers, Mace brought in a really good class, bro. Oh, Mace got the best coach that's still coaching right Man, now. They don't count along with the you said. And Will, you said that don't count? No, I'm not saying that don't count. We were discussing Germantown and Barlett. I'm saying Mace is the best team in the city. I've been saying it all year. There's nobody better than Mace. Ooh, when everybody was saying Mumford, Mumford's at home right now, and Mace is still playing. I've been saying Mace is the best team. Look at the votes. I'm the only one oh, said man. Mace is the number one team. When other people said no Mumford was, I'm always going for Mace. Mace is in a different league compared to these two guys. But Mace is the Alabama. They call themselves Alabama. <laughs> like they are them. Like that's what they are. But, they might not be but Bama what they right now, but I don't know, Coach. I don't who know, Coach. I seen Alabama live last weekend. I understand. You're hard, not, it's hard, you're right. It's hard you to look at Mace live. Coach, 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 like, coach you, you know, for the, they look like they don't belong there, Coach. Coach, you know, for the longest, I've always they said don't. strength, strength program wise, the linemen should be lifting yeah. on a certain program. The, skill, the offensive skills should be lifted mm-hmm. on a certain program. It should be by position. Dog, pregame, bro, why did they not – they did not do a team stretch. They split up into their individual groups and did stretches mm-hmm. according to what their skill – oh, I was like, bro, this is what football should be. Oh, I'm still in that. I ain't going to lie to you. I'm right. It was so beautiful, bro. I'm like, dog, like, this is what, this is what football should look like. My hate, I gotta go, bro. I'm gonna hit y'all back. It's all good. I right, love, bro. Appreciate y'all, bro. All right, bro. So, Will, you got Germantown beating Bartlett, and you got Mace beating Peabody. Yes. I'm a, I'm gonna go with y'all on the Mace joint. I'm trying to really evaluate that Bartlett thing because it can go one or two ways. Bartlett can go in there and try to go heavy run game into a, a defense that really is set up to beat that. Germantown went into Ravenwood and beat Ravenwood because Ravenwood tried to be run heavy, and that's Germantown's strength. So if that's Barlett's game plan, it ain't going to work. 
And if you Bartlett, you can't go with the two receiver set they ran against Carryville where it was with just two guys out there because Germantown has enough in the box to rush the quarterback, and then they have enough in the secondary to guard the two receivers. No, if they if they try to go heavy against Germantown, I think that's one of the worst ideas they can do. I think Germantown is very front heavy, so I don't think that's going right at them is never the right option. I think if you spread them out and force them to only go up with their front four, I think that's what... Why did that run spread, though? I didn't say go straight. I said spread them out. Two, I mean, Bartlett does. In the extent, obviously, they're not spread, but you can spread them out. Like you just said, he can't go. That you can't go two receivers and everybody else in the box. You got to at least give them one more receiver, give them a look or something different. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think they can go three receivers and be successful a bit against Germantown. It'll have to be one of them linebackers out the box. It'll have to be three wide and a capable tight end that can threaten in the passing game, or it'll have to be four wide. And they got the they got the kids to be a three wide with the with the with the flex guy, or a four wide with they got four capable guys to play wide out. But I just it's playoffs, man, and I just know people gonna go with play, playoff brand football. And I just think if they go in there and try to be smash mouth against Germantown. Germantown just got too much for him. And I think that's why I give Germantown the advantage because they're just – they're such a load to play. Like, Germantown is just such a – you, you got to play all four quarters. Like, if you, if you go in there and come out lagging, it's going to be hard to climb back against them because they're not flashy. They're yeah. trying to blow the clock. Well, they did against us last year, but that was for a different reason. But they not trying to <laughs> – they they trying to get at you and play that old-school, white-living yeah. type of football. Yeah. Facts. But, I mean, but look at the staff, though. They got a lot of guys that got that DNA. Yeah, and so, that's what so I mean. Naturally, like, yeah. So, naturally, it was going to be that. And it's working for them. But that's the type of ball you win championships with. Mm. Because if you can if you can slow the game down and you can play defense, it's that's a hard team to beat. Yeah. Because if you can't get in your rhythm, you not it's not long, you on long drives on defense and you have to try to uh run and gun on offense, especially if you're not built for that type of scheme, it's gonna be hard to do. If I'm running two receivers, I can't get down the field like I really want to. Man, not unless you just got some blazers, and they got a blazer on one side. But even with a blazer, though, if we if I put somebody over top, he's not getting past me. Yeah, it's a wrap. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. I I think like like y'all said, man. I think because of where we play it, and it doesn't matter if it's a municipality or a city school. When it comes to the playoffs, there's there's one type of brand of football that's played here. And if it come down to being a run dominant game, I got Germantown, bro. Man, it's going it's going to come down to the run game. That's just how it is. Yeah, yeah. You got to run the ball in Tennessee. Like you have to run the ball in Tennessee. 
You don't have to run the ball in Tennessee. Powell won the state championship last year in 5A throwing. I just feel like I'm fine with true air raid and won a state championship throwing the ball last year. How many teams is doing that in Tennessee? Not many. You heard me say pal. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm just saying the recipe to win in Tennessee, not the recipe to win. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think all them kids play well this year. Um, and I think sometimes they get lost in translation, you know, when guys um when guys get their uh, panties in a bunch and get bent out, bent all out of shape, man, it's never just like the kids, man, because for the most, not even for the most part, man, a lot of them kids, man, I've either coached at some point, um, school ball-wise, or I, or we spend time private coaching and developing their talent, or they play 7-on-7 seven seven for us. And I think uh, sometimes grown men get take stuff so personal that they make it about their kids. When in fact, I've been on record saying that the coaches were mediocre, not the kids. And I was, and I was, uh, and I was just about to say that. And I've said that I said this on my day. I just feel like the reason, first of all, the biggest thing we've talked about all year is the coaches. Like we usually yeah. say, and I think. Oh no, we make it plain now. Like I think one one thing that we do that most people don't do is. We're actually open and honest and talk about what we're talking about, right? So it's not like, but also so I it's not like when Terry Reed got on Twitter and was trying to call up football guys instead of saying who we are, it's not that, right? I'm not no, hiding look. behind I'm not hiding behind subliminals and I couldn't understand why he was doing that when brother, I didn't coach your kids for free forever. But also, so I think it, some I think some of that stuff is, be nonsense, man. But also what I think it is is certain experiences, like the type of ball that we know, the how we talk about certain things might come off a little bit different. Like we know if we – It can't when, we, when we're making it plain though, bro. Yeah, but just listen, listen to what I'm saying. If we talk <laughs> about – like we just said, if we just talked about running the ball and if how to be Germantown is you have to spread them out and try to get the ball downfield. So, but what that sounds yeah. like to some people who might not be as, you know, versed in the in ball, that sounds like we saying the kids can't do it. It ain't got nothing to do with the kids. Right? But it's a, it's about the scheme, you feel me? But people who don't, you know, who might watch, you know, NFL or college as a fan. Bro, it ain't a kid. It ain't a kid at Barlett that calls the plays. I feel you, bro. And I know that. We know that. But. You know, I'm sure most people know that there's not there's not a child at Barlett that calls the plays. I know that, but what I'm saying no. is, y- you're expecting a lot out of some folks. I'm not expecting anything, though. That's the thing. Like just like right now, like we're on a podcast. And normally, is what five of us, right? We we homeboys in real life, so we basically took conversations that we have in the group chat where we talking ball. And we made it a, a podcast. If it's football, yeah, if it's football based, and we're having a football conversation, there's no need for you to get in your emotions, especially when we're providing the rationale. So you can take the we're making it personal out of it because it's not personal if we're providing the, the rationale for why we're making the picks. And if you don't like the way that we make the picks or the way that we podcast, make your own. 
or have actual like reasons why you disagree. Like we've never said not to disagree. With and them. you can't expect your kids to have thick skin if you don't. Yeah. Like it's ball. Like it does. Like it doesn't matter what level you plan on ball. A plan of ball. There's going to be somebody evaluating your tape. There's going to be somebody evaluating your film. Everybody's not going to agree with how you play or how you approach the game. You got to have thick skin in it. Like you just like you just have to, bro. And I think on our podcast, we do a good job of not beating down on the kids. Because again, it's really not about the kids. Bro. Bro. Really if if and for real, like just like him. We've long said in Memphis that people don't throw the ball enough. The brother got two sons that are wideouts. He's been on record on the last season of the podcast saying that Bartlett doesn't throw the ball enough. They didn't throw it enough this year. So why all of a sudden now, like, you feel like we picking on what y'all got going on when you've been on record saying the same thing? I don't know if they can throw the ball like that, though, honestly. I think they can. I think they can. I think the staff doesn't know how to, and I believe that it's hindering the kids. I said that the other day. I was like, no, I said that day. I was like, and not to beat up on the kid, but I, I don't think their quarterback is, like, good enough not to get coached up, if that makes sense. I think that kid is more than capable. I've se- I seen that kid when he was in eighth grade, and I thought he had a ton of potential. Now, since eighth grade, I think there's a lot of adults, including myself, that have dropped the ball in his development along the way because by now he should be out of here. But that's what I'm saying. I don't think like he has all the potential in the world, but he has to get coached up. And I don't think he can coach up. I don't I don't think I don't think it's always the level of coaching in Memphis because if we're being frank, bro, DB play isn't just amazing here. Right, I think it comes down to the opportunities. If that kid was throwing the ball twenty to, let's just say twenty to twenty-five, thirty times a game, right? That's a lot of passing attempts as as far as Memphis goes. If you're throwing the ball that much, naturally the confidence is going to grow. I think two of his biggest games, he threw the ball probably twenty plus times. That should be the norm for a kid like that. Yeah, I don't understand having a quarterback. And, not- and if he throw picks, so what? That comes with the game, bro. Like, so what? But again, you got brothers taking subliminal shots, bro. He got my phone number. He got y'all phone number. The man coached with y'all. You still, you still connected to people around me. There's no point in you throwing subliminals on Twitter when you know me. I think that's lame. I think that's cowardice. You're a grown man, brother. You got my phone number. If there's ever an issue with me, and that's not me being tough, that's just me being a man because I was raised by a grown man. If you have an issue with a grown man, you have a conversation with him. You don't hide behind Twitter and freaking Facebook throwing shots because if I say anything to anybody, I'm going to say your name because I don't have any, I don't have any beef behind nothing. I'm not hiding behind nothing. I'm not a coward. Yeah, also, I really don't appreciate it just because, like you said, I coach with him. And uh, if it was any mammoths or any, like, problems, like, I saw them every day. Like, that's not his personality, though. That's fine. I, I don't care about what his personality is. Like you said, as a man, no matter what, 
And I'm not saying he's less of a man. I just feel like my and these are my uh my morals and my guidelines. I just feel like if it was really an issue and we know each other, just come talk to me. Like we've had conversations. That's not his personality, bro. You can't re- you can't expect people to be something or do something when it's when it's not who they are. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine, good. Just telling you, just, I'm just telling you how it is on this side, bro. You can't expect them folks to do something that they're not, bro. Like that's why I've long given up on the same thing that we talk about with throwing a rock, right? Like, yeah, I, I say that it should be done, and I'm only saying that because I see what the game is right now. I see some of the uh, some of the challenges that Memphis kids face when they get recruited, and the biggest thing is the lack of quality systems that we run here offensively, right? And so I'm having these conversations, whether it's on the podcast or whether it's in person with y'all, because I'm trying to figure out what my place is here and how I can continue to help high school kids. Because right now I'm able to help college kids and that's great, but we still got a lot of kids here that need to be helped. And whether, and I'm not on the ground doing it anymore, but I'm trying to find what my contribution could be on the high school level. But the crazy thing is it'd be so much pushback and so much BS that has nothing to do with nothing instead of folks challenging the the, the staffs where, they, where their kids play at. you rather talk trash about us and we ain't got nothing to do with nothing. Yeah, I coach for a middle school. Like, I, I really don't have no, like, issue. And I'm not connected with any other high school other than Cordova just because I was there last year. But I honestly think we don't take – and I said this – before we don't take football serious in Memphis like that, like bro, you be killing me with that, bro. <laughs> bro, it, man, man you be killing me with that, bro. We don't, bro. If we see, bro, I, I, I'm gonna go on rant. I didn't want to, but if we see the how we take care of the game in Memphis, bro, it's shocking. It's unnecessary. Like we have so many hood heroes, but we don't have as many players in like college and in the league that we need and it's one because a lot of kids are developed because it's a lot of offensive line yeah. in the city that don't know how to kick step kick stepping is a fundamental that's like yeah after after that's, that, that's week two stuff like after you learn how to run block you learn how to kick step like it's it's simple I went I played under Byron Harris at Bellevue and Wim- and Marcus Wimbley at East High School, two of the most running coaches in the, on this side of Mississippi. But we still learned the basics of dynamic play. Like, we got to understand, bro, we, we were so behind. But the problem is we don't even see it and we don't care. We just go out there. We win a couple games. We have a state champion at some level or some division. And we show and we act like we the best thing this side of California when we just running the ball. Nobody runs the ball like this anymore. And this is not me just saying this because I coach with an air raid guy. No, when I went to college. Nah, people still nah, people people still run the ball, I'm bro. Talking about um, really but it's like it's like it's like service schools. And if we were really if we were really like smart, we would be trying to direct our kids to schools that like run the ball heavy. But my thing is, it's not just about that. We don't develop the kid as people either. 
Because mm. when I went off to college, I went to Mississippi Valley State University, was on the team three years. I saw a lot of kids who came from the city who had terrible attitudes, not just on the field, but off the field. And I'm not doubting my my guys because I think a lot of kids should have went. But the kids who make it out don't make it look good for the kids who are trying to make it out. And now we have a terrible we have something terrible on our name. As we saw this past uh, 707 season, people didn't think we were from the city of Memphis because we acted a certain way. Not because people from Memphis don't know how to act, but the people that get shown off the most are the people that don't know how to act. So when we send our kids out to these schools, we send these kids all the way to California, Florida, up, up north, and we wonder why they come right back is because they can't they're not developed mentally or physically to be in there because a lot of the kids, we breed athletes here. Like Memphis breeds. I know a kid in high school who could jump over a a garbage can from vert, like literally just hurdle a garbage can standing still. Like that doesn't sound crazy, but when you see it and he's in flip-flops in the middle of the cafeteria, he's like, oh, he's a different breed, but it's like 150 of them in the school. But we can't develop them. They don't have any technique. Like technique beats talent a million times over. I see I see kids who are terrible athletes. Man. Terrible. They couldn't chew gum and walk at the same time. But they technique so great and they can be cultural. <laughs> that is amazing. I mean that that's the uh that's the that's the that's the story of when we when we go to middle and east Tennessee and we don't we're not successful. It's not that our kids aren't more talented. Um I just, I just think that man them kids over there just they just do what they coach to do, bro. Bro, and I'm tired of the stigma of and I'm gonna say it, it might get cut out. I'm tired of Memphis always getting considered nigga ball and when we go up to middle and east Tennessee that's all they expected. When I played in high school, I won a state championship. The main thing they taught us was we not going to play nigga ball. We going to play real organized football. Yeah. And it's like, bro, if we just keep doing just anything we want to do and not go- getting back to the fundamentals. Yeah, you might win some games. might even win a championship. But at the end of the day, what did you really learn? What did you really win? Because what did you yeah, facts, facts. Like, what did you really do? You didn't do anything. Like, okay, cool. You were the man in high school. When you go out to college, everybody was a man in high school. I went to I went to college and I'm like, I won a state championship. They were like, Oh, I might not have won a state championship, but I was all district. I was all this. I was all that. I was in this state all-star game. I had a I had a kid who came in my sophomore year. He went to car in the car in Louisiana. He won the state championship three three out of four years, and he wasn't even. And he started on that team, but he wasn't even close to the best player on that team. So it's like, bro, yeah. everybody's great. I don't care who you are. Everybody's great, especially when you go up to these D ones and you playing with kids who's been in. Real weight program, real system. Like, mm-hmm. 
you you wonder why we're so behind. And it's not just the coaches and the players. The city of Memphis doesn't take this serious. Like it's certain things that we should have, like certain resources. And you say mm. we want people to be successful, but and and this is a bigger thing. And I'm going on a rant, I know, but it's a bigger thing. The city of Memphis doesn't care about producing quality people. Even though we have the one of yeah. the richest culture yeah. in the world, it's is it's a worldwide culture. But it's like, man, how can we sit here and say, man, we we want to be successful. We want kids to go out. And I remember being going first leaving the city for real. And the first thing I wanted to do was come back to the city because that was all I was used to. And when I seen difference. It shocked me. I didn't want to. I wanted to go home. Like we, a lot of Memphis kids talk about all the time wanting to get out of Memphis. But as soon as we leave, we come right back. Why do you think that we don't know anything better? We don't yeah. know nothing else. Hmm. But it's my boy out here. My boy shoot. Bro, <laughs> my boy. Kids and I see it every day. It's like, bro, how can we? How can I expect this kid to do better when he's in this terrible situation and nobody's coming to help? Yeah. And the one thing that we can get kids out of mm. here is football and sports and athletics. And we can't even take that seriously. The one thing anybody who ever yeah. played, if you ever played ball for real in the inner city, you know at least if you made it to the high school level, you know at least five or six kids who was not making it out of the city, who was not making it out of the city no matter what, if they didn't have if they didn't have ball. I'm not gonna lie to you. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't be as. I wouldn't have accomplished as much as I did in the classroom. Um, I think we talk a lot about um, uh, outside of the pod. Like sometimes we talk about what I was able to accomplish on the field, but a lot of people don't know I was a published writer in college. I was academic all conference uh, in college. Um, I graduated with honors in college, so I wouldn't have been able to do all of that stuff in the classroom. Um, had it not been for football, because honestly, had it not been for fo- football, I wouldn't have gone to college. Um, and I'm okay with saying that. It wasn't that I was incapable or I was uh, not book smart. I just, coming coming from where I come from, it was either you were going to go to school to play ball or you were going to go get a trade or you was going to go get a job and start a family. That's just That's just what it was. Uh, but my dad was just wasn't going, so I used ball to go to school. But not only that, man, I, I I can admit, and I tell people all the time, I was a good kid, but at the same time, I was terrible. Like, I was like, certain people couldn't say nothing to me. Like, I, I wouldn't listen to certain people, but if it wasn't for ball, like, like football really straightened me up, like, as a person. And now I go back to yeah. certain things I just can't do and I won't allow as a coach, as a person, or as a, somebody who works with kids because I understand how important it was. Like, like, and just, you see it all the time, bro. So many kids just need a, a, a space to express themselves. A lot of kids aren't artistically inclined. A lot of kids not going to sing. Right. A lot of kids are shy. got ADHD. got all these type of things. But when they get on the field, they – I know a kid, and I'm not going to say his name. I know a kid. I'm not going to say his name. Or a guy. 
he's passed away now, but he was not the best in class. He wasn't the best test take. He, he just, he came from a rough upbringing. You know, the, the story that a lot of people hear, man, he went and tried to get his life around and he did great for a long time. He, I, I, I know for a fact, I know for like a complete fact that he wasn't making it out to sit if it weren't for Bob. Like, like there is no way in the world. He one of them, he was one of them kids that wasn't supposed to make it out. Like he wasn't, he wasn't supposed to make it out, but he did because of Bob. You feel me? And we got a lot of kids like that. Not because they don't really have the ability. It's just, man, football teaches you certain lessons that you're not going to get in regular life. And and when you do learn those lessons, it's too Bruh. bad. Bro, it, it, there's, there's another conversation to be had about because I've been on the coaching and the private coaching side and I've seen kids who are um, really good in the classroom and then football isn't going well and then their parents see a decline in their social uh, interaction and ability and see a decline in what they're producing in the classroom and when we finally get down to the meat of it, the kid is struggling with coming to grips with football not being what it's supposed to be. And that's the sports psychology of it. That's the mental side of it that we refuse to acknowledge because we get so set in our ways and get comfortable in what we're doing um, that works for us and not necessarily what works for the kids. And that's a bro, like that's a that's a conversation, bro, that could be like really like a full podcast where we just really just sit there and unpack um what you're doing coaching style wise, what you're doing as a parent when you pick the school, and how it has a f- adverse effects on the kid. Like there's a lot of things that change in a kid's mentality and the way that they approach their day-to-day based off what school they're playing for. And I've seen it happen so many times. Like, this isn't my opinion. This is my experience. Um, and I won't say the kids' names, but there are several kids that I've coached in the past that I've seen it play out that way. And we've literally had to be gloves off, like, really, like, in the thick of it, working to help this kid to get out of that rut. And I think sometimes... We get so lost in, you know, me me saying that we should throw the ball more that we don't really try to unpack why it is that I'm saying it. Like, of course, like, yeah, you want to see a better brand of football. But at the end of the day, you want to see these kids get opportunities so they can maximize their ability and go off to school. But then on the other side of that, you want to see them be happy in life. And if football is something that they're passionate about and they're happy because they're a part of it, and they're doing the work to be quality ball players. Then why would you not reward it? Is what I don't understand. And my whole thing, I just feel like if we we've heard it countless times, being a part, being a player, being a coach, man, kids look, kids lose the love for the game because of coach bad coaches. Like honestly, that's like, a fact. And it's just like, bro, how can? Like, how can we look at these kids and expect them to give – right, because football – man, somebody once told me, bro, football don't love you. 
Like it's never gonna love you. It's never gonna hold you. Like it's never gonna treat you. No, nah, I told you, know, you I that. Heard this in high school. I told you. I heard this in high school. Oh, that's crazy. But y'all should be telling the youngest that man, it's impossible bro, for a game to love you back. Bro, it will never love you back. But yeah, it's impossible. So much, why take that love and step on it? You, you have to give your all in this, bro. I didn't work in high school. I didn't have a social life in high school. I didn't do nothing. I didn't go to parties. I didn't do nothing in high school. That was me in college. But my was, teammates would tell you I was so square. I didn't do nothing, man. But nothing, it was for bro. the love of the game. I, I, my Saturdays, I'm working out. I'm doing different stuff. Like, and I definitely could have worked harder, but like, just that commitment that you have to take. So that's why people get so burnt out because it's like I gave my everything for this, and you didn't even give me the opportunity to flourish. Like, yeah. if you give me the opportunity and I burn out, that's on me. You did what you were supposed to do. But it was, yeah. you never give me the opportunity. You never know. Bro, it's so many kids that should be out of here. Like, should be gone. Like, even if it's D3 and NAIA, they should be just out of here. Not here. But. And Amani Davis should not be at home. No. And I'm going to tweet about that kid. And I'm going to talk to people about that kid as much as I can. But he's a talented player, and he should not be at home. But then, oh, then too, like, that tra- the transfer portal changed stuff. And see, that's the, that's the thing that I think that we didn't adjust play style to, like, really, like, support these kids with. When the transfer portal became a thing, it was kind of slow to kind of evolve. But then, really, after that first year, like, it kind of exploded, and then they introduced NILs. And so now, like, you got, you got like, an influx of kids transferring down from FBS to FCS to D2. And you got an influx of guys that are leaving D2 and FCS is to transfer to FBS. So you got like this highway that is Division two to FBS and, and back and forth. And then you, you got these kids from high school that are trying to find a way to merge into that highway. And it's really difficult. So where you used to have back in the day where you could have a guy that had potential that flashed on tape that didn't necessarily, that didn't necessarily have the numbers, he could merge on that highway kind of easily. Now you got, man, you almost got kids that even if they got the numbers and maybe they flash on tape, it's hard to merge on that intersection because there's so many kids that are already proven and are grown men that are that are work navigating that highway like at a high rate. Like we just got through talking about the XFL before we got on it, got on, right? Yeah. Same thing. Like they drafted guys that played in the league a long time, right? And so it's that same mentality where they're going after guys that are proven, even though they're older, they're proven because they've been a pro already. And you got these guys that were hindered by that COVID year where that draft class got messed up that may have gone to play arena ball and prove and, and shown up to workouts and and performed above average at the workout, but they're trying to merge onto this highway and they don't have quote unquote pro pro like NFL film. And so it's the same thing that's happening to these high school kids. And so the thing that I would think the thing that I would encourage high school coaches to do is like really sit down and evaluate what kind of film you want your guys to have per position and then try to model that after the modern game. That way when colleges come in and cut on tape, even if you're not throwing the ball to this kid a lot, Y'all are running a college-level system where you're seeing a kid running college-level routes and having to understand a college-level college concept. 
But if you're just out there just doing random stuff or going with two receiver sets, you're not really helping these kids get recruited. And you can say what you want about me, but at the end of the day, I'm not in high school. I don't coach high school ball. You saying something about me doesn't hurt me. You're hurting the kid that's in your program. And if you're a parent, you're hurting the kid that's in your home. Yeah, and also, like, you said the skill guy, but also the lineman, y'all have to understand, especially the offensive line. That's know, a fact. I'm sorry I dropped the ball on that. If you can't no, kick you yourself, good. you ain't going to college, bro. Not only that, even with the run game, people think the run game is just it, – it's so much that goes into it. Think about this. If I only see you go forward, if you only, a base block is a regular going forward and getting the man that's in front of you, if I only see you base block for 90% of your film, I don't see mm-hmm. any pulls. I don't see any chip. I don't see any back blocks. I don't see you move your feet. I don't see you do anything other than get the person right in front. What happens if somebody stunts? What somebody? What happens if somebody mm. they blitz? They bring somebody else. They come around. They do a twist, a text, anything. They could do anything. And then let's say, let's say you're you're not a big guy. You're you're not a uh, a run blocker. You're not one of them hogs. Okay, you might not be a. You're not a. You're not a mauler. Not one of the big. You know, <laughs> the big uglies. Okay, the big uglies. <laughs> Man, I'm not. I'm not. I'm expecting you to be able to move at least. But if I never see you, because you might not work for the the downhill run team, but you might work for the air raid team who yeah. has to move a lot or who has an up tempo. But if I never see you do anything, why would I come get you? Even though you might be the best fit for me, why would I do that if I never see what you can do? Yeah. Like, you got to understand. Or if you have a – if you have an offensive line that averages 6'2", it's a lot of – you're not sending a lot of kids big time D1 6'2". Maybe maybe do more of a system that fits somebody that's a 6'2 tackle. Like he's obviously not gonna be able, he's obviously not gonna be able to play tackle in college. Pull him a little bit. Hey, Cobb's in here now, bro. We gotta get Cobb. What it do? What's that? Hey, hey, you want you want to give your picks real quick? What we got, man? We got uh, Germantown at Barlow. What you got? Uh, Oh, Uh, I want to say, man. I hate that two Memphis teams got to battle each other to be in the top four. You know what I'm saying? Well, at this point, it was going to be Memphis teams anyway. Yeah, at this point, yeah. Yeah, at this point, it was – yeah, at this point, yeah. You're right. You're right. But um, congratulations to both of those squads, man. I love – I've loved Germantown's grit all year long, man. You've been picking both these teams all year. Yeah, I have. That's why I'm at a place where, like, damn, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just – just for where the game is being played, I'm going to go with Barlett. Okay. The other game is uh, Peabody at Mace. Mace. I, I would love to go see that game as well because, from my understanding, Peabody has a nice football team as well. Always. So, you know, I want to see, you know, I want to see Coach Miller now go ahead and handle up on them. Somebody so everybody can stop talking about, well, they ain't played this and they ain't played that. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. So going with Mason. Yeah, man. I think that, I think that might be the game I go to. I've already seen Bartlett play this year. Uh, I haven't seen Germantown play this year, but I, to be honest, I think that's going to be a defensive game. And that's why I want to go see it. And I don't I want. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to see a defensive game. That ain't even what um. Uh, it's it's too it's too cold to watch a defense. Yeah, game. it's too cold. It's too cold, bro. That's where it's best played in the cold. Yeah, yeah, that jungle go by fast because it's gonna be a heavy run game. I want to see Mace because I want to see how explosive they can be against a team like Peabody. Yeah. I love Plus, that. everybody go watch six six eight, bro. I want to go see some single A ball, bro. Like them, them kids deserve support too, bro. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Only reason only reason I'm not going over there to see Mace is I got, you know, we got Jamarcus over there with Germantown. That's we a got, fact. You know, all the guys over there at Bartlett. I just, you know, I see. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fact. Yeah, I'm going to probably go watch Mace because it's in the neighborhood, too. I'm sure they're going to play at Melrose. So that'll be that's a that's a better uh man. I've been traveling too much this year, bro. Going to Merrill is gonna be an easy drive for me. I might even I, I might even Uber over here. You could run to Melrose. Look, logistically, you could jog to Melrose. For real, for real. Um, I think one of the things that I did not talk about was probably that that old Miss Bama game I went to, bro. Just just from a football fan standpoint, man, like that game was tremendous, man. That that game, both both teams. I think the final ended up being twenty four thirty. To to be to to be on the field and in the press box and see a Heisman candidate live, man, you see why that you yeah, bro. You see why I do up for the Heisman. He uh he 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 he's as advertised. Old Miss didn't back down defensively. They rallied to the ball. They weren't afraid of Bama. You could just tell that Bama just was too much and and just started to wear on at the end of the game. John Domingo, right. I'm a huge fan of his. They play that man. At, like, he's the receiver one there, but then they also play him at tight end and sniffer. Oh, bro, he like 6'4", like 225, 230. He a big dude, bro. And then they got a freshman running back named Juckins. He a ball player. Uh, Jackson yeah, Dart is a great more than capable quarterback. Their front five, the offensive line played well. Uh, the, the guy, Nick Broker, is like one of the anchors of the O-line. He's a senior. He also played tackle. So he got like some position flex stuff because he plays guard you right know, now. You talking about that? He, he, I was just going to say. Yeah, the one man you were talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's going to be a really good guard in the league. I think that's, that's Yeah, I think he is too. He ain't, he ain't a mauler, but he blocks well. The way he sticks on blocks is impressive. Yeah, he blocks well. It's hard to stick an old linebacker. Yeah, he blocks well. He blocks well. And he moves well in space. I like him. I was glad we were able to get him and uh, Mingo. And then on the other side of the ball at Bama, um, we're bringing in two DBs. Uh, uh, What are them kids' names, bro? I didn't look at so. Helms, I think, was one. And uh, Battle was the other one. They both play safety uh, in that game. And them kids got some position flex stuff, too, because they can play nickel and corner, too. So, um, 
man, the way they move is wild. Like the way they really like they move. It's a great game though. So yeah, great game, bro. Great. That may be. I was really impressed by the Jackson State Campbell game because it was a small school game and it was a lot of kids with pro potential. Not a lot, a lot, but the kids that had pro potential stuck out like a sore thumb. Um, so that was a big game for me, and I enjoyed that one. But that, that Bama Ole Miss game was big. Ole Miss Kentucky was a pretty big game too, but that Bama Ole Miss was crazy. Yeah, so. so what's it been like traveling? Though? Um, well, to start the the season now, week zero, man. I think I think we kind of set the tone with what the season was gonna be like because I was able to take Mimi and Garvey with me. And a lot of times when you scout, you don't take your family, but I was able to take mine, bro. So, like, even though that was my first game, I was comfortable because I had my folks with me. And that was a Thursday night game. And remember, we drove down, came back, went to a high school game, and then had another college game that Saturday, I think, was Memphis. So we had three games in three days, and we did it together, which was phenomenal. Um. They were able to go to, I think, three or four games with me this year. No, five games with me this year. Um, so traveling wasn't bad because I had them with me and I was able to drive, go to a game, and then if I was too tired or had to write my evals, Mimi drove back, which helped me a, a lot. Um, and then it was a couple of times where we – no, that was – Shout out to Mimi, man, because most time women ain't driving. Yeah, that's a fact. She oh, yeah, definitely driving. shout out to Mimi. Yeah, she loved driving. And then, like, one time, as a matter of fact, the Jackson Campbell game, I had Jackson Campbell that morning, and then Millsaps, where, you know, we got three or four guys that are there, we were able to stay in Jackson and catch their game that started at 6.30. So I went to a 2.30 game at Jackson State and Campbell, and then me, Mimi, and Garvey went and supported the guys at Millsaps at 6.30 that night. So we caught we caught two games that night, and then we turned around the yeah, next week and caught two games. So um, then I was able to squeeze in some games that wasn't on my list, which was always which is always great great because I get more opportunities to scout and work on my evaluating skills. Um, man, this year was man traveling was phenomenal, bro. Like, uh, I can't I can't express enough how great that experience has been for me, and then to help. Well, not help, but to be able to be in the room, which is what I was talking about the other day. Like, like we use Facebook to talk about ball, but we but being on Facebook and talking about ball doesn't really help the guys, right? But when you're able to be in the rooms and you're listening to right. the voting system and you're able to contribute to the voting system, you're in the room. So that that's a different that's a different responsibility and that's a a, a different um, experience. And opportunity, right? Like we just saw Aubrey Miller just just received his invite. That's, and that's huge. And that's not because it was given to him. That guy flashed on tape all season. He exploded through tackles. He played really well on special teams. He gave us everything and took on double teams and got after it against uh, – got after quarterbacks. He had us – an a crazy PFF grade, like to see him get an opportunity, man. I was, I was super happy about that. So, um, I think all in all experience has been phenomenal, man. man shout out, shout out to all man. 
It was a great year, man. I played him since high school. Dude has always been a baller. Yeah, yeah. It was a great year, and it ain't over, which is which is what's crazy. You know what I mean? Like, I said all that, man, and it still ain't over yet. And then shout out Nick Hayes, man. He's been working out with me since spring semester of his senior year. He was a kid that didn't get opportunities at White Station. Um, he signed with Millsaps when he probably should have waited because right after he signed with Millsaps, Tennessee State called him. So he goes to Millsaps anyway, and he basically took on he, a 40-year plan instead of a four-year plan, meaning after you get a degree from Millsaps, you do the internships, which he's done, I think, three years in a row. He's going to be in line for a career after football, which is phenomenal. But because of what he was able to do this year and the work he put in, he got an invite to to the All-American Bowl, a senior showcase for uh, college seniors. So shout out to Nick Hayes for that because he was a kid that nobody really thought any anything about, and he just put his head down and did the work. So, And I just found that out tonight, so that's, that's, that's fresh. Oh, um, congratulations, man. man. Congratulations to Nick. Yeah, man. So um, I think the one of the other things that I'm super happy about is just being able to be a middleman between uh, high school and college and even college to pro. Like having my, my eye for talent or my uh, my eye for evaluating to be um, validated and accepted as, as, as uh, credible. You know what I mean? So Value, man. Value. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. This year, uh, and I can't wait to get started with, you know, with our young guys because we got newfound information to not only give to the players, but to also give to the parents along that process, which I think will uh, contribute to what they're able to do, uh, how they're able to choose schools going forward and what to look for and, man, even how to move and how to brand themselves and their kids. Um, so yeah, man, the year ain't over with yet. You know, I'm all ears, brother. You know, yeah, the year ain't over with yet, man. Cause you know, years for us in football is fall season, off season. And then you start the next year, the next fall. So our our off season is ghost. Off season is our ghost season. If that makes sense. When it's off season in real football, it's our season to go now. With the training, with the seven on seven, all that, it don't stop, man. Facts. Football year, year round, bro. Man, how how y'all feel about the year? Uh, for y'all, like, how was y'all's year, man? Well, well, football season of fall. How was the fall for y'all? Well, bro, y'all already know, man. We we enjoyed a lot of success. You know, it didn't end the way we. The, it didn't end with the aspirations that we had because, you know, right. still a young football team that just really started putting it together this year, you know what I'm saying? To accomplish what we accomplished. I don't matter, no matter what, 1A, 2A, 3A, I don't care. To go 10 weeks without a blemish, not many teams do that, you know what I'm saying? So in that, we take it. We appreciative. We've made history out this way. It's been. It was a great year individually for my son. You know what I'm saying? Y'all went. 
he y'all went 11 weeks without losing though right yeah 11 weeks without losing i'm just saying in the regular season 10 weeks you know we went 11 week 10 weeks in the regular season playoffs 11 weeks straight without almost three months man without losing game. three months without so crazy so you know man it's, it's like we reloading right now as we speak so they got some angry guys they're gonna have to deal with that's on a mission next year and i can't wait to see it so i didn't get a chance to like really dissect the uh region changes because i don't think because I know some schools can pick whether they want to stay there or move down or move up. Um, so I didn't get a chance to see how 5A is going to change. And then also we still got to monitor what the Germantown closure or not closure does, because if they close Germantown, then you got to assume half of those gonna kids are going to end up at Southwind. So then that would mean Southwind's enrollment will go up and they yeah. may end up being 6A. So just hypothetically speaking, if Southwind moves up to six A, can they be competitive in six A? And how does that and how does that change uh six A with Germantown out, Southwind in, and then how does it change five A with Southwind out? Somebody will have to come in, right? Super competitive. Huh? Will somebody have to come in? No, that's no, because it's based off enrollment. Right. Man, I mean, the Southwind is five, eh? You know, it's just like hell. It was a, you know, right now it's a three, three team race anyway. In my opinion, with us Southwind, come on, y'all Southwind Central. You know what I'm saying. So those are the competitive games right there. You know, everybody else is rebuilding. We don't know what Overton will be next year. We don't know what Brighton will be. <clears throat> They're going to have to close the doors on Brighton. Because mm. y'all want to talk shit. So, so their coach was at our game. And I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't mincing words or nothing like that. But when you on the sideline taunting kids, that's whole shit. That's whole shit. That's crazy. So, that's crazy. So everything in me. It's gonna make sure I make it miserable for y'all all around this motherfucker. So we put a 60 piece on y'all yeah, that's heavy, last year. Bro. We're gonna probably put 80 on you bitches. <laughs> bro, man, here's some disrespect, bro. No, real shit. This man's so disrespectful. He wants to hunt kids, you know. They like to keep my my child name in their mouth. Everybody, you know. Oh, that's heavy. Yeah. The transfer kid, the blah, blah, blah. You know, we moved up there. His mother has a house up there. She moved up to Otto, to Muffin, Tennessee. So, we ain't did nothing illegal, but tell me a school that didn't have kids come in. Southwind had almost 20-some kids come in. Ain't nobody said shit about that. Mm. Los yeah, Angeles, that kids come in. Ain't nobody said shit about that. 
I mean, everybody got everybody got kids from somewhere. Yeah, so yeah, everybody yeah, shut everybody. up with that shit. That's yeah, what I'm. Everybody. That's the point yeah, I'm making. Everybody got an influx of kids coming from somewhere. Everybody got an influx of kids, and don't act like all them kids live in Houston that go to Houston or Germantown, or them kids all go to Whitehaven because they don't. So let's stop the shit. Yeah, I don't care. Y'all get mad at me. <laughs> shit, I don't give a fuck. I don't work for none of y'all. Don't none of y'all sign my check. So, Doc, uh, um, man, I think I think Brighton was gonna be. I think naturally Brighton was gonna be after after y'all are mad at y'all as a school because Sharp, ain't that his name, Sharp? Because mm-hmm. Sharp ended up over there. But at the same time, that ain't that ain't child fault. If I'm a coach, just me personally, and I didn't take it personal when I was a coach. If a kid left my program, I'm not saying what somebody did to influence them to go there. I may look at myself, but that's the kind of person I am too. I'm gonna look at myself. Me too, and say, Man, why does why do they want to leave? leave? Why he want to leave? Damn, what I what what we ain't doing that makes them want to leave? And I say, you know what? I'm gonna stay here. Like Jordan Bell, what are they doing? What made Jordan Bell say, I ain't going no damn way. I'm staying right out here in Mumford, Tennessee, man. Well, obviously, they're doing some right. I'm just saying. We'll be back, Doc. Hey, this is what I do know. Them folks from over there in, in, in uh, Middle Tennessee and East Tennessee, they were worried, dog. Yeah. They were worried. <laughs> By their reaction, by the way they said, they were worried. Now, what was the final? We on their radar now. What was the uh, final? They beat us by 25, 38, 20, uh, 38, 13. Jeez. Jeez One for nine on third down. We just played a whole, we didn't have no run game. Braxton didn't play. Had a freshman trying to make it happen. Number two running back was out. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody, you seen how everybody mm-hmm. was hobbling, G. So, yeah, you, yeah. you seen we was. That's that, that's that depth part that, that really, like. Yeah, you know, man, it's, and, and, and y'all guys know this just as I know. The healthiest team in the end is the teams that's going to win, man. That's a fact. If you ain't going in there with your you're aces, at, now you playing the good teams. You ain't playing no slap where you can just, you know, mask it, you know, by explosive plays. You got to play football, and you got to grind it out. And if you ain't got the dogs to grind it out, or you have, you know, it, it is what it is. Like, if you got a real training camp or a real, like, fall camp, bruh, you ain't healthy after week three. <laughs> no. No. Not even you, you ain't healthy after week three. So, I don't, I don't know, man. But, as a air quote football guy, there's things about the game that I would probably understand just like y'all would that most people wouldn't. And then, like, sometimes everything about a game would say that one team would win, but anything can happen on a Friday night. Gee, gee, it was 7 nothing at halftime, y'all. Ooh, that's heartbreak. It was 7 nothing at halftime, man. That's tough. Yeah, that's heartbreak. Because That's heartbreak. We come out with two back to back turnovers. That's heartbreak, bro. They go up twenty one nothing. But guess yeah, what? That's heartbreak, bro. They kick a field goal, go up twenty four nothing, right? 
we score two back-to-back. Bam, bam. Get the onside kick. It's still eight minutes to go in the third quarter. We down 24-13. Horrible, you know, man. I ain't going to never let my son or nobody I'm around stand on what the referees do. But y'all know just like I know, referees do alter games by making multiple calls that kill drives, that the nuances of the game. Oh, Miss Alabama. The nuance of the flags get to come in and the flags are not coming. That's blatant. That's blatant. I sent you I sent you y'all a picture. Where y'all seen it? Doc, it was was multiple times like that. Anytime your son ain't come home and he got scratches on his face, how you got scratches? But in the playoffs, and we all been there as players and as coaches. We know. We That's know what it's going to be. And we go, in, and we go in the game and we telling the kids, hey, don't leave this game to the referees if you can. Right? If it's Every anything possible you- where you can't, where, where you, you're able to not leave it up to the referees, do everything within your power where you don't leave it up to them. Because if you leave it up to the refs, it ain't no telling which way the ball going to bounce. Bro, and that goes. That's true for any league that you play in. That's a fact. That's true for any league that you play. In. I don't care if it's SYS, rec league, anything. Take care of your business. We didn't take care of our business because we didn't take care of the ball. We didn't move the ball on on third down. But when I asked my son, I said, "Doc, you still had eleven for one fifty three and a touchdown." His his words out his mouth were. I ain't do enough, Dad. And that right there mm. broke me down, Doc. And I sat on my couch all weekend and, and was like, damn. Kept calling, checking on him, making sure he's straight. Like, Dad, I'm good, man. I did what I could do. You said I did what I could do. But, Doc, when, when he said that he – I knew he – the competitor in him, man, was like, Doc, I'll play a whole nother four quarters with them folk right now. I ain't do enough, Dad. Like, God damn. What you want is mm. 17 for 235 and three? That's what we needed, though. Bro, that man plays well this year, bro. It's impossible for him to be on be on his be on himself like Doc, that. He surprised me. They they no nobody could have envisioned them having the year and him putting up the numbers that he put up. Well, they could have, but, you know, the system that everybody was figuring we were going into, folks had their doubts. You know what I'm saying? We didn't doubt it for a second, man. Yeah. We just went to work. And I commend them boys, man. It's time to come back, rest up, come on back for another run. Great season, though. Great season. Man, bro, y'all had a phenomenal season. Um, them kids played really well, bro. I was proud of them. Remember, we made the trip out to Montford, man, to support them guys. Uh, we were happy to see what y'all were able to do as a school community and uh, and uh, 
football community. It looked great out there. The kids played with a lot of fire and a lot of passion. Despite being hurt, them guys showed up. And it ain't no it ain't no moral victories and no second place trophies or nothing like that. But uh to see what them guys did together. And it it wasn't a, the flashy school or the flashy name, but them them guys were you can tell them guys played for each other. So uh hats off to Mumford this year. That's back. Um, who else, man? I wanna, in the I wanna, country, man. Come on up, I wanna, one. Yeah. I want to give show love to uh, Millington, who played well this year. Uh, nobody gave him credit to do anything, and they lost him, what, the second round? Yep, to Covington. Uh, lost to Covington in the second round. He's still rolling on. Uh, Houston um, ended up losing to Germantown in the second round, which the second round is the round, to me, that sucks because Memphis got to beat Memphis. Um. But um, it's hard to beat a team twice. I always say that. Um, but I knew it was going to be a slugfest between the, them two teams. And Germantown really just came out with a better product. Oh, um, man, who was y'all taking the Western name game? The bar that Germantown game? joined? I took Germantown. G-Town. I took G-Town because of how they looked against Houston. They look phenomenal, man. Oh man, they they it finally looked to me. It finally looked like they figured out the recipe where Malik and BJ could coexist in one backfield, and and Tate throwing the ball, and Tate throwing the ball, bro. Morrow had a good game, and Izzy had a good game, and Izzy had a good. So game. you got two backs having a good game, and two weapons on the on the perimeter had a good game. And your and your middle linebacker didn't play because of the knee trouble. So, He'll be back this week. So that's why I chose Germantown. I know it's going to be a defensive game. Bro, I just want to see it's going to be a hell of a game, man. Yeah, it's going to be a. Slow I just want to see snap against Malik, man. The matchups, Marrow them against Rankin. It's just going to be a hell of a star-studded event for me. You know what I'm saying? So we just got guys out there, David and them, man. What's is can Tez and them dominate the line or big old them gonna dominate on their side? Who's gonna be the unit that's gonna take over the game, man? Really, this that this that 2024-2025 matchup from all them kids that has names in the area. Yes, man. Only only uh, folks you're missing on that John is Tamaro Brown and Zay Cobbs and Jordan Bell and them type guys in the 2024 class. And, all, and Kamaro playing across town. He playing across town. Only ones at home are Jordan and Zay. Damn, Jordan and Zay. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Y'all ruined my weekend. Um, I said Kyle, Jordan Bell, I hit y'all and y'all know. Well, I also got to send a, send a shout out to Fairly for what they were able to accomplish uh, yeah, this year. Yeah. Also, Coach Bobo. Let's give him a shout out as well. Coach Bobo. I was just yeah, say, Mero, shout out to the Mero For sure. BTW was an unlikely team. Nobody thought yeah, they were going to make it to the second round. They made it to the second round. Shout out. Craig Mont, man. Craig Mont came out of nowhere this year. Craig yes. Raleigh Egypt put something together this I year. I saw Coach Ruben uh, uh, the other night at the game. Last night at the FACS basketball game. I show gave him his love at the game. Um, Coach Ruben did some phenomenal shit first year. Uh, CBHS, nobody, 
Is Coach Ruben, he's no Ken the Greg Ruben, is it? I don't know. I don't want to lie to you, brother. Okay. I was just asking, man. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. I think he was over there with y'all at PPA, though, wasn't it? Coach Ruben? Coach, that's Snoop. Snoop over there at White Station. No, no, no. Thurston Ruben was with PPA, too, with the quarterbacks, like two years ago. Oh, see, I, you know, we wasn't there. Remember, we all fast-breaking it then. Yeah, facts, 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 facts. Uh, fast-breaking it in Whitehaven Park, man, trying not to fight over Mike, there. It out. That's a fact. Uh, Christian, <laughs> Christian Brothers made it to the second round despite losing the NBA, so got to give them, you know, some love. Lausanne <laughs> lost to CPA. Uh, they were able to put a quality team on the field this year, too. So Memphis showed up this year, and uh, – Unfortunately, a lot of our teams lost in the uh, in the second round, but we got three that advanced to the third round. And as a as a city, as an area, you want to get behind the teams that are here. But unfortunately, one of those games put two of the teams together. So um, definitely, I'm definitely going for Mace, and then in the Germantown Barley game, I got G Town. I'm one town it on that jump. <laughs> so. For sure. Hey, and then uh, G-Town come out with the fresh jogging suit, man. I told Coach G, man, boy, you got them boys so clean over there, man. They all got the that's, uh That's my, my classmate from Lane, man, uh, Infinity Rose. He, uh, he from Detroit. He got his own brand. Um, he does. He made those jogging suits? Yeah, he do football merch, period. He do the towels. He do visors. He do arm sleeves. Uh, I need to link with him, man. We need them out here in the country. All right, straight up. I'll holler at him. He my people. Like he went to land with yeah, me. Yeah, we yeah. We need that like ASAP. We got we got we got money. I got, I, I got the info. I'll send it to you. Um Yeah. Coach them don't mind. We need some black jerseys, man. Yeah, man. I uh and I and I like that Germantown did that. You supporting a black business because it, it is his. Like so um yeah, that's 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 fire. Um if nothing else, brothers, man, we can call it. This is the latest. We done been on the pod, too, bro. We, yeah, I hopped on long. Might have prolonged it, man. We tent- No, nah, I got on late, too, man. I, uh, <clears throat> a couple of my guys didn't end up getting drafted today, so I got on the field at, like, 730 with them to uh, just help them, man, stay encouraged and keep their mind focused and locked in on the goal. So we got but, it out there late. But, but, but this is what I want to say to them. Even though they drafted those other cats, man, them folks going to break down so fast. Bruh, somebody just tweeted about that. So The Rock was tweeting about... I ain't trying to hate on nobody, but I just know... I know... Just to speak on Will Hill. Nah, he was a raven. Almost eight years ago. And he was old then. Bruh... Somebody tweeted The Rock and told that man, The Rock and the XFL, y'all banking on your league success on washed up ex NFL players. Nah, it's like it's gonna be like watching the replacement player. Man, I just, I just, it, it's, it's. Give me the uh, fresh and the hungry, man. It's, it's troubling to me because I thought the merger with the NFL was gonna finally make. The XFL be that development ground that the NFL so badly needs. You, Give me the fresh in the home. You need a man. league where you can develop front office staff, coaches, and players. And, and you're recycling coaches as well. And you're recycling coaches, front office staff, and players. So that doesn't help the NFL product, and it definitely doesn't help the XFL product. 
And I know my my opinion on account for shit, but as a football guy, it's tough seeing that. It's just our opinion, like always. Yeah, it's tough seeing that. It's real tough seeing that. Uh, and it don't have to be my guys to get the opportunities. Uh, I'm just a guy that believes there's a lot of talent that got screwed in that COVID year uh, in that draft <laughs> class. So it should have been a way to kind of find the diamonds in the rough from that class as well as the diamonds in the classes that follow. It should have been easy, an easy way to put a good product on the field from that crop versus going back and getting eight- and ten-year NFL veterans like them brothers older than me. Gee, you in, in that case, man, you might as well go and pull the cleats out. Nah, that shit over with. Hey, boy, I know my place. Hey, what you say, man? I said the exact same thing. I said, man, I need to go and pull these cleats out. <clears throat> I know, I know my, I know my place as 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 it pertains to this game, and I also don't believe in taking food out of nobody else's mouth. That's just not my thing. Yeah, you know, I'm just being sarcastic, family. Nah, you know, I had to clean that up before somebody get on this motherfucker. My ain't Coach Granty. Yada, 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 yada. Oh. <laughs> so stupid. Hey, stop crying, motherfucker. Stop hey, crying. Hey, you can tell him I said it. I'm, I'm, I'm putting the police back on. That man, that's stupid. Cobb, you went on here earlier, bro. I told the brother, man, don't be throwing subliminals at me. You got my number, brother. Call me. And it ain't got to be tough. We ain't tough. We grown men. Yeah. If, if if Reed or anybody else got an issue with me, y'all got my phone number. And y'all connected yeah, to people that's close to me. You know, man, I just, I, I've, I've tried to do my part. I just said my name, Bennett. I ain't in it. You know. <laughs> I, I just, Your name, Bennett. You my ain't brothers in it. on both ends. My name, Bennett. I ain't in it. I love on both ends. You know what I'm saying? You know. But, like but I it said, ain't even. It shouldn't even be pressure, though, bro. Like it, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be pressure because, for one, I'm not even navigating the space. It ain't like I'm at a school cross town or I'm bad mouthing your kid. No, like it shouldn't be pressure at all. Like nah, it shouldn't be I no pressure like, at all, I, bro. I just feel like it's a conversation that needs to be had, and we can say that you know you gonna take this out of the pot or whatever, brother, but. That ain't gonna never be a conversation to be had because that ain't their personality. But that we got to get away from that type of stuff. That's all. Like I said, that's that's my spiel on the whole thing, family. <laughs> my name is Bennett. My name is Bennett. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna bro. Name my phone from Coach Cos the Bit Coach Bennett. My name Bennett. Bennett. I ain't in it. I'm over here, like you say. I'm navigating my space over here. I mean, I don't know why y'all be trying to get out of it. He called us the football guys. But you know. What's that? But you, you you heard what I said. <laughs> so fam, hey, you, you know like I know. That 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 we didn't change our podcast name from sideline pop to football, the football guys. <laughs> I was thinking that same thing, bro. So we, that's all we are. We the football guys. We the football but, but, but guys. Girl, ain't no pop though. It's all right. We might well be the football guys. We, we, we might say, brother, brother, brother got on Twitter and said, I don't know football, but I knew football when I was when I was coaching your kids. Doc, that's why that's 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 why it ain't so much. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, bro, trying to, football guys. Bro, trying to make it, bro, trying to make it personal, bro. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> we probably, we probably, it ain't like I've ever called you a baseball guy. Yeah. Like, come on, bro. I, I, no, in real life, I heard he was nice, though. 
Yeah, no, no, nah, nah, real, no, nah, real, in real life, bro. I heard, bro, was nice, but I would never diminish a brother by saying you a baseball guy or you don't know. Like, come on, bro, you ain't no coach. I ain't no coach. Well, matter of fact, he is a coach. You coached my nephew, bro, and okay. I could have really ragged on you because I watched how you coach, but I didn't because bro, that ain't that, we- bro. It's fifth grade football. My nephew bro, had a good time, bro. Cool. Bro, I feel the exact same way because, honestly, I really want to tell him, bro, you not like that. You had a, a monster of a quarterback. Like, let, let's be honest. Cause... Nah, bro. I mean, that's my nephew, bro, right? But Jeremy ain't no monster, bro. Now, it's I mean, now, it's for he, yeah, where, he yeah, was for where he was playing, yeah. But he going to be super talented. That's what I mean. He going to be way better than I was. If he, but, stay, but if, he, I mean. if he stay in it and be locked in, man, let Jeremy get insurmountable. Yeah. Like potential, bro. Like, oh my god, dude, gonna be crazy. Yeah, but like, just to shoot, be crazy. And, and I said this earlier, but I feel some type of way just because we did coach at the same school, and for you to, I feel some type of way because I feel like he kind of, you know, threw some shots at me, and I'm just like, bro, I really want to tell him. I'm like, bro, bro, I'm telling you, it, it was all, it bro, it all of bro. Kyle's trying to duck the smoke, bro. <laughs> trying, no, it ain't, it ain't that I'm trying to duck the smoke. Kyle's trying to do a point and say, oh, he's talking about Greg. No, bro. He said the football guys. Bro, the guys, man. bro. But the thing is, I feel like, and I'm not trying to start nothing, but I, 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 honestly, I feel like I can out-coach dude because I had to this season. If you, uh, look, if you, if you look at the teams, if you look at the two teams, half our team. What, what A.B.? What Antonio Brown said, bro, I'm trying to kumbaya this thing, bro. Bro, I'm not That's trying what I'm to kumbaya nothing. Put that shit up. There's I no more I, thing. I, my name, Bennett. I ain't. There's no more kumbaya. There's no more prayers that we can pray. It's over. Come on, bro. Man. He going to say what he going to say. He supposed, but in real life too, though, bro, like when I had to finally come to grips with, he going to say what he got to say in order to, um, uh, galvanize and encourage not only his kid, but the kids around his kid. And I think it sucks, and I'm being serious, I think it sucks that you would use a person that is given so much to not only your kid, but the kids you're trying to galvanize as a scapegoat or as a bulletin board material when I've never said anything out of the way about those kids because of my affinity for the kids. Now, what you feel about yourself is your business, but man, trying to make it seem like I talk bad about them kids, bro, when uh, I ain't talk bad about nobody's children. I got a kid of my own that I wouldn't want nobody to talk about. And bro, we doing an opinion-based podcast, though. And we provide rationale, which is a crazy thing. So it ain't like we just, just saying so just, just saying no crazy you know, shit. Everybody got their they panties in a wad. Chill out. <laughs> hey, you ain't been there talking like that, bro. Everybody, man, just chill the fuck out. <laughs> uh, kumbaya, woosa, this shit. Like Martin on Bad Boys, man. Woosa. You might well get ready. They fuck around and be Germantown. Boy, he gonna be popping big shit. Shit. Oh, shit. I told you, bro. If they, they beat fuck around, we gonna have to get We gonna have to get it. Bro, in. they fuck around beat Germantown. He gonna shoot at everybody. Cobbs, Mumford. He already been shooting at me. He probably tired of shooting at my ass. 
He gonna listen to this he shit. He gonna shoot at he me. He gonna boy. shoot at Brad. He not shoot. He not he gonna shoot at me. He gonna shoot he at Coach Moore because FACS didn't do nothing this year. I'm telling you, he gonna have ammo for everybody. Else. He ain't gonna shoot at me because he he got to see me at oh, practice, bro. so he it's ain't gonna shoot good. at me. Brain coach over there next year. Everybody just so. listen, man. No, no. Everybody just no. they just got to worry about winning the ship, man. Don't worry about us. I think I think winning football games is is great. I think it, it's it's really good for the coach's resume. Um, but if y'all winning football games and you're and it's not benefiting your kid, like as far as his personal career is concerned. Then you shouldn't have smoke for me because I'm not responsible for your kid getting recruited. I'm no longer responsible for your kid's development. So your smoke definitely should not be with me. That's where I'm at with it. And uh, we can close the pod with that shit. Yeah. The title of this is not going to be Football Guys, though. Football Guys. (laughs) Football Guys. Look, 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 love hugs and belly rubs, everybody. Deuces. <laughs> Peace out, y'all. All right. Bother that I'm doing well. You ain't got shit to do with that. Four years I ain't picked up no skill. And I don't plan on going back. Put CEO in front of trail. Change my life right after that. Nigga upset I ain't changed his life. What type of bitch ass shit is that?